from Pump House 110 Productions. You've now entered the paranormal radius with your hosts, Chris and Anissa, where darkness comes to light and we explore everything that goes bump in the night. Sit back, hold on, and get lost with us as we discover how the supernatural impacts our new sense of reality. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Paranormal Radius. We're excited to announce we will be completing our first season. This will be episode number 10. I'm Yay! Chris. And I'm Anissa. And we've got a really interesting one for you. As we had mentioned before, we're having a psychic. Uh, he reached out to us and wanted to be on the show. And we had some correspondence and ended up coming on and doing a reading that uh, you'll hear later on. But he did a he did a reading on us kind of off the cuff, we were just supposed to be visiting and some really interesting things came as a result of that. Yeah, for sure. So today's episode will be, like Chris said, it'll be the season finale. And I mean, nothing super special happens with that, but it's just episode 10. So we said, hey, that's a good spot to wrap up season one. And then uh, we'll have kind of a a two-parter. Chris and I will discuss things back and forth. And then uh, we will uh, end our discussion about things that had gone on during the initial reading and then things afterwards. And then you will be able to hear uh, Chris Garcia's interview with uh, Chris and myself later on. Yeah, and some really interesting things developed as a result of that. But yeah. you'll hear that later on. So let's go ahead and start with uh, Chris getting a hold of us and wanting to be on the show and discussing things. And he, like I said, decided to do a reading. And with that being said, uh, Anissa, do you want to start the recap with that interview? Uh, yeah, we actually, we were laying in bed and bless his heart, we were so off with timing and uh, and scheduling. Shocker, because, you know, we're normally so punctual with everything that we do. But um, but we were supposed to talk to him at like 7 and it's 7.15 or 7.20 and we get a message and he says, uh, was I supposed to call you guys or were you calling me? And I was like, oh shit, we forgot. <laughs> we were sitting there watching TV. And so, um, so we get him on the line and start in and start talking with him and... And it just, I mean, it was a very easy conversation, just kind of flowed. And he uh, started just kind of talking about things going on in our lives. We kind of, we kept ever all of the information that we had given him or that we were giving him to the minimum, because obviously, you know, we didn't want to give him too much information. We wanted to see what he gave us. Type and, he, thing. and he even said, uh, don't tell me anything. So, you know, looking at it from a a debunking standpoint, you know, they can kind of steer a conversation by hitting keywords that are kind of a broad generalization of life. So I kind of expect that going in because that's what you do. It's about getting inclusive evidence and getting answers. So uh, Anissa, I'm drawing a blank. What did he really start with? I know he said he's he wanted to, out of the blue, just said, hey guys, I want to do a reading. And then he had said, don't tell me anything. Let's just see where it goes. And basically the only information he had with what was going on is what we've disclosed in our in our on our show paranormal radius uh well it kind of started out those kind of the same way that you start out the interview that people will listen to here in a little bit where you just asked him you know kind of like a how'd you get into this what what's your history that sort of thing and then he gave us a brief history and then as he's doing it he says hold on i've got to tell you something like i'm being told something right now and so a lot of his psychic ability and he'll explain this also in the interview comes from um him channeling either his uh, psychic guides or his uh the spirits around him or entities around him and so uh he started in about how he really felt that there was this 
malevolent uh, spirit or entity there in our house that, and the the main purpose was that um, it wanted to make sure that Chris wasn't happy, basically. And in order to do that, it was trying to scare off any females in his life. Right. And then uh, when we had our friend staying with us for a little while, and he had his girlfriend coming in and staying, she actually started encountering things too. And like I've talked about, I've heard things, felt things, stuff I can't explain, but it's never been something that's so negative that I feel terrified. It's just sometimes kind of a mood altering, which, you know, we discussed where all of a sudden you're just irritated at the world. And, you know, you try to figure out, well, was it just a bad day or what's bringing this on? And he hit on that point and said, that's kind of the, the intent of it is to know that what will hurt me the most is to not have a partner to go through life and stuff with, which is something we all kind of seek. You want your best friend and you want that person you can share and open up with. And I finally, after, you know, some trial and error, I, <laughs> I kind of, you know, I found that this time. And then that's when the activity really started to kick up. He didn't have any prior knowledge of this. Just like I said, what we've had and talking points that we've had on previous episodes, he said that what he feels or he sees is a, a female. It's very strong and, you know, I guess he said powerful. It can do a lot of things up to and including creating illnesses. Um, it, it can move things. And that's kind of the stuff that we've noticed and heard voices and stuff when it's just the two of us at the house. And last time I checked, the dog can't talk. All it can do is bark. So <laughs> I shouldn't be hearing voices or kind of seeing shadow type stuff. Well, I think it's interesting, too, that that, you know, kind of hitting on when you said about how, like, to get to you, it would be to harm me, because I know, you know, obviously, in, in the past episodes that we've discussed, that I'll say, like, you know, I when I got rushed by the shadow thing on yeah. our bed, and, you know, I'm seeing the dog in the bathroom, and I'm seeing all this other stuff, like, there's this little voice in the back of my mind, it's like, girl, you are going crazy, because you're the only one experiencing this stuff. And so hearing kind of that validation that whatever is in the house will attack and be more oppressive towards me simply because of the fact that if it gets me out of the picture, then Chris is, you know, not to toot my own horn, but he would be very upset, be crushed, everything else. And so, so if that happened, then it would achieve its goal. And um, uh, Chris Garcia, the psychic had even said that, you know, it's almost the mentality if this person can't have you, or if this person can't be happy, then nobody gets to be happy. And, you know, and if and if that's the case, I'm kind of spinning my wheels trying to figure out what I did to, you know, formulate this attachment. There's, you know, we've, people have said in the past, you know, God, I'd sell my soul for a million dollars or something like that. And I remember saying something like that as a teenager, but I don't think that there, it wasn't a million dollars. I was trying to seek something. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but you know, I don't think that's the case, but I kind of thought, well, what could I have ever done to have brought brought this on? And I, I don't have an answer, but the fact of the matter is there is something that's going on that's unexplainable. And you'll hear in the interview, uh, in the part two of this episode, that something actually happens during the recording. And it completely sets the tone and makes <sighs> makes the interview completely change. And there's yeah. a lot of emotion. There's It's a very powerful interview. So please stick around and listen to that because it that is 100% unexplainable. It was recorded. It was still daylight out. It wasn't, you know, the dark heebie-jeebies, oh, I'm hearing things. And we, we talk about it in that episode, but that also brought some validity to it. And I honestly is a skeptic and a debunker. I can't explain that. And that's got me really pumping the brakes. Yeah. Well, and I think too that you need to, uh, just because of my protective side of you, 
I don't think it's something that you've done to have caused it. I think that it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes bad shit happens to good people. And I think that that's, that's the case. You know, I don't think that it, it's your actions. I think that like uh, Chris had mentioned, we'll discuss in just a little bit that it's the actions of this other person that might be behind it. And that that's where the guilt and the responsibility lies. In that interview, I'm talking about, you know, articles that could have been left over that could have an attachment to it. And I uh, have a bit of an epiphany because I remember seeing this knife behind the TV in the edition that has the hot tub and stuff in it. And I thought, God, you know, I thought I threw that thing away and I didn't recall ever seeing it. And I remembered it and I'd forgot to tell Anissa that I'd found it. And I was like, I got to get that thrown away. But since I just remembered when we're done recording, I want to take you in there and show it to you. And the knife belonged to his ex-wife and his ex-wife's mother. Yes, it was. a uh, Yeah. So when we talked about the tarot in the background with them, so mm-hmm. that could and that's de- where all of this seems to be stemming and circling and yeah, around. And that's yeah, that's pretty much it, it's starting to definitely um, lock it down as to the, the causation of all this. But um, because of that, after we recorded, I took Anissa in there and it was gone. It was not there. And this literally happened three days ago that I saw it. And then a bunch of, you know, life just happened and I forgot about it. And then I remembered, well, before I told this, you'll hear it in the interview, before I said anything to Anissa or to Garcia about the knife, he said that it has the ability to take things, make them disappear and make them reappear. And then, so when we go in after the interview and it's gone, I completely just, (laughs) I lost my shit because I could not get an answer for it because I know it was there. 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt, I saw it and it's gone. And it's not behind a dresser or furniture in there. It is absolutely not moved. Now, we talked about finding another article, a a knife type uh, Native American deal, and I'd thrown it away. Anissa said, well, where was it? And it was that I remember it was on the windowsill behind the hot tub. And there was nothing behind that television, never has been. There's no reason for that to have even been there to begin with, because I don't remember ever seeing it, but it was there and I knew who it belonged to. And then when I took her in a few days later, because like I said, I remembered the damn thing isn't there. Yeah, it was crazy because I I was freaking out because I was like, dude, you already threw away that knife. Like you already showed me. He's like, no, it's a different one. I'm like, okay. And so then we go in there and he goes to go show me and he turns around he's white as a ghost and eyes are huge. And he's like, it's not there. That knife is not there. And, you know, obviously our listeners know that, um, we have a daughter and, but she's up at my, um, mom's house for the, for the week. And so it wasn't, she hadn't moved anything. And plus she never goes out there except to get cat food to, and dog food. So it's not like it was out and she could have been like, Oh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go move it somewhere. So there's nobody that would have come across it in between when Chris saw it and when he went to show me last night. And what a weird ass thing to do is be like, Oh, Hey, there's this knife with a gut hook on it and some leather work. And it's a native American, basically a skinning knife. So I I can't see why anybody would be in that room of all the things to look at and do. You'd be like, oh, hey, this is behind the TV. I'm going to move this. Yeah, just randomly. And and I've searched the house. It's gone. (laughs) It's just absolutely bizarre. And I just found that that was unexplainable as him saying that it has the ability to make things appear and then disappear. And we're finding random change. I, I, I come home from work and well, we talk about it in part two, but I'll lead into it. I come home and I put something down on the bed. There's nothing there. I leave the room and I come back and then there's change right next to where I put anything. And I 
didn't spend paper money that day. If I even spent any money, it would have been on a card. So I wouldn't have loose change in my pocket. And all of a sudden there's change there. And then I'll move it. And then I look and the change is gone. I'll ask Anissa, did you grab that? No, I didn't even. Why would I grab, you know, 35 cents? <laughs> like, I, I don't know, but I know I'd put, you know, the separate occurrence. I'd put that there because I did happen to have it in my pocket then. And it's gone. A lot of that's bringing a lot of validity to when we're like, where the hell did that go? I know I put that somewhere. Or, it, yeah, I, I honestly can't explain it. I'm going to keep trying to debunk it. But for right now, it's unexplainable. Well, and going back to our initial reading, um, because like Chris said, we'll, you'll hear more about um, the change issue and the missing things and everything else during the interview with uh, Garcia later on. But back to the initial reading, he had spoken and said that when he said that this is a strong female spirit, that he he was seeing two women at one point and he didn't understand why there was two. And, you know, obviously that explains Chris's ex and then his mom and or her mom. So sorry. Yeah. Not, not, not camera, not Catherine, not Jim McKay. Sorry. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so his ex and her mom and then said, yeah, I'm seeing blue eyes and I'm seeing blonde hair. Well, that describes his ex-wife's mom to a T. And so it was one of those things. And then he said, um, because of all of the things, cause at the time he didn't know that the mom was deceased. And, you know, I don't think that we've even talked about that on the, on the show. We might have touched on it maybe, but, um, he said something to the fact, effect that, you know, that because of the awful things that she is causing in your life and, you know, with, with, uh, the, the, th- the practices that she's making, then she's going to, uh, die a horrific death. Later on, Chris and I were talking about how, like a lot of times in the paranormal world, time isn't linear. So it doesn't mean that like, you know, something happened on Tuesday and then the consequence of that, you know, happens on Saturday. Sometimes in the paranormal world, it can be that something happens in 1942 that is a consequence of somebody dabbling something in 1950 type thing. And so it's very possible. And of course, that's just a theory that people have, like we don't have any solid proof, but it is possible that because of the things that uh, his his ex's mom did while she was alive, and then because of the things that she is doing as a, you know, spirit, a malevolent uh, spirit, or because she has a malevolent entity attached to her, still, then she died the horrific death that she did because she she died in a, in a house fire. Right. And that's what I was going to lead into. When he uh, starts discussing things, he says, the word land comes to mind. Now, okay, that's really broad. And then he said, I'm seeing someone that's horribly burned or something to that effect. To the best of my recollection, I never specified, and I know I didn't tell him that over the phone, but that is the result of that. And he's talking, you know, dying a horrific death for transgressions and things of that nature. And there, there was a real, real similarity, and that's, and it'll be in greater detail a little bit later on in part two. Yeah. So, but that really kind of piqued our interest in this conversation. Like, I don't know how many times he would say something on the phone, and Chris and I would look at each other and we're like mouthing, like, "Holy crap!" You know, because he's hit on something, and it's like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's exactly what you know what has happened, or it fits in with whatever." And it was it was oddly the things that he had told us were oddly specific. Like, yeah, obviously there's a general uh, generalizations or however you want to put it that um that can fit. Like, you can mold your experience to fit into what he's saying. But for the most part, like some of the things that he had said were really specific 
specific and really hit home like, holy crap, there's no reason and no way that he could know something like that going on. Right. And he was talking about um, patron saints in the Catholic religion as he is he is Catholic. I hadn't told him yet that I was baptized Catholic and mm-hmm. I used to practice Catholicism and I've studied many different types of religion. So I, I'm fairly well versed in the subject. But uh, he said he was seeing saint uh, with a V. He couldn't think of it. And I thought that was weird as someone who's a Catholic to not understand. But there's so much rapid fire going on with information coming in. He mentioned uh, St. Valentine or Valentine. Well, he had mentioned this, that there was a saint with a V because we'd asked him for protection. Like, what can we do to guard against whatever's going on in our house because we don't want bad things to happen to us type thing. And he had said about getting a medallion or getting, you know, uh, something to do with a cross or a, um, something with saint protection. He's like, for you, Chris, I'm really seeing a, a saint with a V and I can't think, I can't even type it out right now because it's just, I've got so much, you know, it feels like something trying to block me from giving you this information. And so while he's talking to Chris, I hop on my handy little iPhone and I start typing in like saints starting with a V, right? Because I, I'm not Catholic. And so I do not know any of my, my Catholicism saints or anything else. I mean, outside of like what I know from supernatural, but, uh, but yeah, so I look up and it comes up to St. Valentine and so, or, you know, Valentine, Valentine's Day, that sort of thing. And I've always known that saint is the patron saint of lovers, right? Because that's why we have February 14th. And, and I'm quite the lover. <laughs> well, I was going to mention something about that when you're like, I don't know why people attach themselves to me. I'm like, I do, but I didn't want to embarrass you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, I look into it and I honestly, like, I mean, I, kind of had a freak out moment simply because of the fact. So we will take you a little side note for a second here that Chris has been so excited because he wants to start beekeeping and, you know, keeping honeybees around here because anybody that pays any attention to anything knows that our honeybee population is dropping. And so what you can do is you can start your own little colony and honeybees are fantastic. They're not aggressive. It's not like they're hornets. They're not, you know, they're not going to sting you. They're not going to hurt you. Sorry if anybody heard that, that was me catching a cord with my fingernail. But, um, so he's been really excited because he wants to do some beekeeping stuff and I totally support it because hello, honey. Um, um, so uh, he's been really, really excited about it. He's even looked into like what kind of bees would survive best in this area, what would be best for, you know, are the land around us with all the different, because we kind of live in an agricultural area, but there isn't a whole bunch of crops. It's not like people are farming out here. A lot of the land that's out here is being used for livestock. And so, you know, he's been really diligent in his research on where, you know, what bees to bring in for the best for our area. So what really freaked me out is that I open up St. Valentine. And yes, patron saint of lovers, but he's also the patron saint of beekeepers. And I'm like, holy shit, like that isn't a coincidence. No, and that's one thing we're learning by doing all our paranormal research and stuff. There really is no such thing as coincidence. Everything contains an answer and has a reason. And obviously, this is the first time that we've been talking about Chris beekeeping or anything on this podcast, because it doesn't exactly, unless they're like zombie bees or something, it doesn't exactly fall in the paranormal realm. And so there's no, absolutely no way that Chris Garcia could have had any sort of inclination, like, you know, ahead of time, like, oh, this is the saint that I'm going to give them. Right. And he also talked about getting a crucifix. And then he mentioned uh, St. Benedict and St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel. I mean, there's a whole, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. But <laughs> he said, try to pick yourself up um, like a St. Michael medallion, a St. Benedict medallion, or, and then a crucifix. 
So I thought, all right. So I hopped on old good old Amazon and I typed in crucifix. And the first thing that pops up, it said suggested for you. It was a crucifix with St. Benedict and St. Michael all along with it on the same chain. So, I mean, coincidence, great timing. I don't know, but it's exactly what he said to try to find, you buy them separately or figure it out. There, It's available. I have looked for that stuff in the past and I have never seen that trio put together on a necklace. And it's the first one that pops up and basically is like suggested for you. So is it the algorithm of my phone listening to Garcia suggesting that? I don't know. But needless to say, it showed up three days later because what the hell, what can it hurt? <laughs> so there's just, there's a lot of things that are, are falling into place and mm-hmm. it's kind of intense. It's, I don't know. I don't quite know the word to put it, but we're aggressively researching and learning and taking a stance of getting rid of it. And we're glad you're listening to us talk about it. And uh, we've had some activity lately in the house. And before we end this and lead off into part two with the interview, we just kind of want to go over some of the activity in the house post first conversation with Garcia. Yeah, this, um, it, because going into the conversation with him, there hadn't been a whole lot. I mean, you know, just the, like, seeing a shadow figure in the kitchen or thought, you know, like, there's been shadows everywhere, like, my, uh, or our daughter doesn't want to, or doesn't like going out to the hallway bathroom if the lights aren't on because she swears that she sees a shadow over in the corner. And, like, for her to admit that, she's, she's definitely not somebody that is into the paranormal. And so for her to admit stuff like that, it's, I, definitely take uh take it seriously and so um but after the conversation like it the upswing in it it had me uh breaking down to chris and being like i'm terrified whatever just happened can't happen again type thing and so um the biggest thing that happened to me and it we go into more in depth in the interview because i actually wasn't going to share this with garcia but uh, it all came out emotionally <laughs> and you'll hear it. And I apologize ahead of time for the emotion that you'll hear from me. And that, cause I'm definitely not one that likes to share a vulnerable side of myself, especially to um, people all over the world. And so that kind of trips me out a little bit, but um, I, I get really emotional in the interview with uh, Garcia because I, I tell him what happened. I ended up having an encounter where I believe that um, something tried to grab my wrist and like, and, and pull me off of the bed and I was awake and that happened. Um, do you want to explain what happened with Sadie? Yeah, I had come home and my, my dog Sadie had followed me into the bedroom and she likes to go in there and just kind of chill out on the bed and hang out. Well, I had to go back out to the kitchen to get something. So I shut the door and this, this is like five 30 in the evening daylight, you know, uh, everything's acting normal. I go out to the kitchen, get what I whatever I needed, and I go back down the hallway. And as I get to our bedroom door, I hear her growling and then whimper. And she doesn't do that. She's not a very vocal dog. So I go to open the door and she had backed herself up against the door. And when I got the door open, she was staring up in this corner and she was still growling and she was trembling. There was nothing there. I picked her up. She's just a little 16 pound Jack Russell. I pick her up and I'm like, what the hell's going on, bug? And I walk around. I didn't feel a cold spot, but I felt something that just kind of felt like I wasn't alone. I didn't feel threatened or anything like that. But for her to behave that way, she's never done that before. Right. And then you had seen something within a few days at night, correct? That you got pictures of? Right. I was laying in bed and it was because I couldn't couldn't sleep. (laughs) And I'm looking over at one of the windows that's at the edge of our bedroom on Chris's side of the bed. 
and um, it's a two pane window. So you can, you know, open it up and it has the screen or whatever. So you can see normally the, the centerpiece, right? Where like the, it latches in and because uh, it slides side to side. And you can normally see it at night when the moon is coming in. And, uh, but it's a thin like little stripe. Well, I wear contacts during the day because I'm blinded as a bat. So everything's fuzzy at night. So I'm looking over and the shadow looks almost like it's taking the, from, you know, what would normally be the, the ridge in the center is taking like a third of the window, like the third in the middle. I'm like, that's really weird. That doesn't seem like that should be as big as it is. But, you know, I'm sleepy and whatever, but I happen to just get out my phone and I'm like, okay, because I want Chris to see this in the morning. Like that way I'm not crazy because this is after I've been grabbed. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just sound like I'm a loon if I keep coming up with all these magical things that are going on in our room. And so um, there, I hold the camera really, really still and I take the picture and you can see like on the outside where there's light coming through for the, um, the, from the outside of the shadow. So then I'm laying there for a little while because I'm having difficulty going back to bed and I look over and this shadow is now almost the whole size of the window. Like there's barely any light coming on the outside of it. I'm like, okay, so that's a different size. So I took another picture of it. And so, and then of course, uh, the first time that I'm actually bringing this up because I completely forgot about it. It was when we were discussing this episode and Chris was like, uh, yeah, I'd like to see those pictures. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I know we hardly ever see each other, but that's something I feel that might be worth sharing. Okay. Well, fine. Gosh. I know I'm so demanding. <laughs> Okay, so we have to tell, we have this, Chris went and got this little uh, animal camera, like it's a pet cam, right? And because we've got our two uh, lovely cats that are out normally, you know, roaming around the house and then Sadie. So that way we can look in and check on them. And it's ended up like being absolutely amazing. And I think that we mentioned it before about the um, the videos that we wanted to put up. I just have not updated the yeah. website. And with I'm the, so sorry with the about orbs that. and stuff. And those yeah. will be up on the website. So right. We'll let yes. you know. Yes, absolutely. So, but after this started happening, we decided to move the camera into the bedroom. And no, don't get any dirty thoughts all of you naughty naughty people out there that's not what we're using the camera for but um were you gonna say something <laughs> I, I was and I, I decided to hit the brakes so moving on <laughs> I saw the little glint in your eye yeah. <laughs> but um so we moved the camera into the bedroom and set it on top of uh, our gun safe that's at the end of the bed and it gets like the full shot of the room so then that way we could you know catch anything that might be going on and at least kind of validate <laughs> what we're feeling those sorts of things and and to help me honestly to not feel so crazy because I keep seeing these things while I'm awake at night and so um we did end up catching a orb that comes up and it comes almost right in front of the camera and like pauses just a little bit and then shoots off and so that's another video that we'll end up uh, sharing with everybody so and yeah and it's not like it's a piece of dust this actually looks like it has an energy to it because i know what dust particles and what bugs look like on camera mm -hmm. this actually had directive and it, it's like you know i guess the word i'm looking for it it had motivation it, yeah. it was going somewhere and when it shot off it shot off towards where the window anisa just got done explaining it shot off in that general direction by my side of the bed. So that's kind of a, huh. And we'll have that up and we would love to hear your guys' feedback and let us know what you think. And uh, we're, we're going to definitely have a bunch of this stuff that we have captured that we're fortunate enough to have captured. And we're going to have that up for you guys to see. For sure. And you've also said you've heard, you know, some voices and you're, because I know you've asked me, what'd you say? And 
I know I didn't mumble or say anything. Sometimes I might, but usually not because if she's in the room, I'm not going to talk to myself. I'm going to talk to her. Well, and that's that has really kind of been a trip is that, you know, I'm thinking that I'm hearing things now rather than also seeing things, but I'll hear Chris's voice. And it almost sounds like, you know, when you're having a conversation with somebody and you start to walk away and walk into a different room and you're still speaking at the same volume. So they can't really hear what you've said, but it's, it's still words. It's not just a noise. I've heard that. I don't know, probably last week, there was what, four or five times that I asked you. Well, and there was the one time I was in the kitchen while we were making dinner and you were doing something, I was doing something and, you know, pause in the evening conversation. And you looked at me and said, what'd you say? And I said, nothing. I was cutting cheese or doing something for dinner. And I, I know for a fact, I didn't say a word and I didn't hear anything, but you heard something. Right. And it's not just like a, a whisper or whatever. It's Chris's voice that I hear. And that's what's weird. Yeah. And so, because, you know, obviously he has a very specific and distinct tone to his voice. And so it's not like, you know, we're catching because there's a local bar tavern across the field a ways over. And so they'll have concerts at night and they'll do them outdoors. And so you'll pick up music and everything else. But this is in Chris's voice. So I know specifically that it's like his voice that I'm hearing. Well, and I've heard the exhale standing mm-hmm. in the kitchen and I turn and look the corner and I, I've discussed this in previous episodes and you're not there. And it yeah. was a clear... You know, just a, and it's, what the shit was that? Yeah. You know, and I thought either Anissa was frustrated about something and was sighing coming into the kitchen. So I'm kind of like, okay, what's up? You know, what's wrong? And nobody's there. And, you know, like we've talked about, you know, the dog staring off and the weird things and following stuff. And just, I mean, granted, she's kind of a quirky dog, but there's just a lot of abnormalities and Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff is really starting to come to fruition and make sense. And we're taking an aggressive stance with it. And we really appreciate you guys going along the ride with us. But I I think we've kind of, and guys, again, I apologize. This episode isn't exactly well put together. We're still kind of reeling from that interview and processing. And so we like with the show, we want to keep it like we're just all sitting around having a conversation. So we try not to have structure. And I know this episode is, yeah, we're kind of like a fart in a windstorm (laughs) bouncing over everything, but it'll start to make sense when you listen to part two of this episode. And, uh, We really look forward to hearing your feedback. And I want to give a shout out to the guys at Hollow Sky. They left us an amazing review on our Apple podcast. We're getting a lot of great feedback from you guys. So that helps us to know what direction we want to take our podcast to Mm -hmm. give you guys what you want to hear and let you get a break from the monotony of life and get some laughs and maybe make you think a little bit or start to question everything because that's the biggest thing in life. Always have questions and always question stuff that you can't quite explain. Well, and I want to take just a couple minutes just to hit on it because I don't want to make this too serious or too anything, but I think that other people need to know that that throughout this entire process, like there have been times that Chris and I have struggled. Like, you know, obviously you always present your your best self to the world and that you want everything to be peachy and everything to be fine. But there have been times that, you know, especially recently that have been difficult and we, you know, you don't want to ever blame anything on like an outside force, but at the same time, because of all the things that we've been going through, it has, you know, it hasn't been an easy road. It's not like we go through all these things and it's like, oh, no big deal. The ghost is back type thing. You know, it's like, it's been a weight on my shoulders and because it's, I've been feeling it, then it's a weight on his shoulders because he doesn't ever want me to be unhappy. And so, you know, and obviously he doesn't want it ever to escalate to the point that I am done and I leave. And so we have made, you know, packed after packed after packed that I tell him and I promise him and he tells me that no, 
no, we will not let this, you know, whatever is going on, it will never come to a, a point where, where we don't either one, you know, fight and keep our home or, and most importantly, fight and keep each other. Right. And he, Garcia had mentioned that that's the directive behind this. It's what it's going to try to do. And now granted, there is no such thing as a perfect relationship. And everybody knows that. And we're going to have disagreements and spats and whatever. So I don't want to make it sound like we're passing the buck saying, oh, we're not getting along because of the ghost. Because God damn, I wish it would be that easy. (laughs) But but no, this is uh, where it's kind of a we walk in the front door and we could be in a great mood. And one of us comes home from work and it's not every night and there's no justification behind it, but we come through the door and we automatically feel frustrated, irritated Mm -hmm. and snappy. And, you know, I, I tend to go quiet when I get like that because I'm trying to figure out what's annoying me, but it does carry over. It does bleed over. And I've noticed that with Anissa that, um, it's, it's unfounded. It's not like either one of us have done something explicitly knowing to aggravate the other person. And it's not, oh, you're just spending too much time together. I know what a normal relationship spat and frustration feels like. And this, I I have to stop and go, why am I feeling so irritated? And she's doing that now too. And we think about it, there's no justification. Neither one of us had done anything to create like a division or some frustration or I don't want to say resentment, but just massive irritation. And it's, so we now we're really working at talking about it. And a lot of that's starting to make sense the more we research it and the more we look into it. And again, not making an excuse or trying to pass it off is that. But there's a definite, if anybody's experienced that, you understand what I'm saying. Well, and that's the reason that we really wanted to bring it up. And we had discussed this that, you know, because I'm definitely, both of us are the type that we don't air d- or dirty laundry. Like, you know, you you We keep, keep our private stuff private. Exactly. And so, um, so we really wanted to make sure that we, like if any of our listeners or anybody out there is having difficulty, that you know that you're not alone, that the, this is the same thing that we've gone through, that many other people that have gone through. And it's not just, you know, no matter what that little voice in the back of your head is saying, you're not in this by yourself. This is not a a secluded thing that's only happening to you. It happens to a lot of different people. And so, you know, we just kind of wanted to share how like, hey, this is how we're combating it. This is how we're fighting through it. This is what, you know, what we've made and the decisions that we've made to each other on how we're going to handle this. So that way, you know, other people that if they might need that extra little guidance or somebody holding their hand saying, hey, it's going to be okay, then you've got that. Yep. And we're always here with no judgment and anonymity is priority one for us. But if you ever need a place to vent, you know, our forums. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think with that being said, I think we should probably do our shout outs and then yeah, and then sure. let you guys get on to part two where, you know, the proverbial shit really hits the fan. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm going to do the first shout out because I'm going to steal another one of Chris's coworkers. I want to say thank you so much, Miss Dawn, for being such an amazing listener. And oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> and um, I saw that you had also left a review, and I really, really appreciate it. Um, we, you and I, have never met face to face, but. Chris cannot say enough wonderful things about you. So I feel like I know you already. And so thank you for being so amazing to my um, darling man over there during work. And then for also just being amazing in general. So, yeah. And then uh, again, I kind of got a little, I jumped the gun on the shout out. So again, (laughs) I want to give a huge thanks to the guys at Hollow Sky Podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys do an amazing job. You've helped give us pointers. You've left, you know, reviews and 
You've helped us to make the show better with each episode, and you guys are blowing up, and I couldn't be happier. It couldn't happen to a better couple of guys. And just keep drinking the Monster and keep rolling with it. By the way, Monster Energy Drink, if you need to uh, reach out, go ahead and let the Hollow Sky guys know that you're willing to kick them a few coins and (laughs) give them some some Monster, because those boys deserve it. Tony Merkel at The Confessionals, Mm -hmm. um, Brent Thomas at Paranormal Portal. He is a both of those guys are great listeners and looking to help and help you find answers to questions and concerns. And I'm actually going to be in touch with Brent Thomas here shortly because I've got some questions and I know he's the man that can help me find answers. So thank you to all you guys and especially thank you to the listeners. Our numbers keep growing. We couldn't be happier about that. And we appreciate everything you guys are doing for us and just being listeners as we continue to grow. So thank you for giving us your most valuable thing, which is your time. Absolutely. So now instead of just signing off, we're going to just say, okay, take it from here. Part two, Chris Garcia, because now you get to listen to the interview. Yep. Part two is on the way, guys. Thank you.